Hi, everybody. So I wanted to talk about how to move past betrayal. And of course, it's a process. So I want you to honor the process, but I also wanted to give you an idea of the different areas that all need to be looked at. And of course, betrayal happens when there's a breaking of a spoken or unspoken rule within a relationship. The more we trusted and we were dependent upon the person, the bigger the betrayal. We could be betrayed by a family member, a partner, a friend, a coworker, someone in a position of authority. We could feel like we've betrayed ourselves. Which betrayals hurt the most? The ones that involve the greatest amount of our time, our trust, and our heart. And these betrayals blindside us for three reasons. The first, without our awareness or consent, the person we trusted chose to break that spoken or unspoken rule. They put their needs above ours and at our expense. And this intentional decision is one of the reasons why betrayal hurts as much as it does. You know, it's it's not like it was unintentional. Betrayal is intentional, and that hurts. Betrayal sends a shock to the body and mind, imprinting the experience on us at every level. And trust, which is foundation, foundational to relationships, and it's what allows us to feel safe, valued, and secure, is shattered. And, you know, this combination of Someone putting their needs above ours, the shock and that trust being shattered creates this collection of physical, mental and emotional symptoms so typical to betrayal that it's uh, it's known as post-betrayal syndrome. So how do you move past it? Well, you know, that study that I keep talking about, we learned so much in this study of how women experience betrayal, what holds them back and what helps them heal. And it's been discovered that there are five stages that women will experience from the the betrayal to when they've considered themselves healed. And this involves unpacking and moving through all of the areas that were impacted by the betrayal experience in order to move from one stage to the next versus just handling symptoms as they show up. For example, a digestive issue, fatigue, anxiety, a sense of rejection. These are all really common physical and emotional symptoms left in the wake of a betrayal experience. And it's really natural to seek the support of a practitioner to help with your digestive issue and see a therapist to work on your feelings of rejection. Maybe take something that your doctor prescribed to help manage your anxiety. And while this may bring you some relief, it's only part of what needs your attention in order to fully heal. It's just as important to find meaning from the experience. And when I say find meaning, I'm talking about things like what have you learned because of it? What new insights do you have? What new boundaries are in place? Things like that. How do you do that? Well, one step is through what's called deliberate rumination, where you're you're actually reviewing the experience in order to extract the meaning from it. And now this is very different than what I call marinating in the experience, where you've gone over it a hundred million times, each bringing you no closer to any kind of resolution or understanding. It's also really important to rewrite the story of your experience, where your experience becomes a part of your story and not the whole story, like a defining chapter, but not the entire story. And this involves a very different way to look at the person who hurt you, because This is where you work towards eventually seeing that person as one of your greatest teachers because of what they taught you about who you are and what you now see so clearly. I know that seems impossible, especially early on, but it really is an important part of healing and it happens through strategy and a plan. And I'll tell you, in the Betrayal to Breakthrough uh, program, the online program that that I teach, every single time 
we go through this one activity of uh, right. It's called writing a coherent narrative. The women are shocked at how uh, clearly they see things and how it has been able to completely shift their perspective because there's something about, well, and it's the questions that I'm asking too, but when you see questions like what benefit have you gained from this? You know, of course you look at it, you're like, what benefit? But when you, maybe the benefit is I'm going to, you know, make sure I'm treated with love and respect, right? I've, I've learned going forward. That's what I deserve. Maybe, uh, I let my boundaries get crossed. I'm never going to do that again. It's when you, when you take a look at these questions and you answer them, you learn so much and your betrayer actually gave you an opportunity to see those things so clearly. Now, are you ready to thank him for it? Uh, probably not. <laughs> That's okay. But it's just, it's what happens. Now, it also involves a very unique look into forgiveness. We've all heard that forgiveness really has nothing to do with the other person and has everything to do with letting go of the pain the person and the experience has on us. And while that's true, forgiveness is often so challenging challenging because it speaks a language the logical and rational mind doesn't speak or doesn't understand. So if you've been trying to forgive the person who hurt you using logic and reason, it's like using a hammer for a home improvement job when a wrench is what you need. Forgiveness can't happen without a completely different way to look at the person who hurt you, the experience, and looking at it through the lens of your heart and highest self versus the mind and your ego. And I want to be real clear here. This does doesn't mean you condone the behavior. This doesn't mean you're setting yourself up for it to happen again. This doesn't mean somehow you're making it right, making it okay. This means you're letting go of the power the pain has over you. And you also don't want to rush forgiveness. Now, when you're forgiving and not rebuilding, the person may not even be alive anymore. You you still want to make sure you've worked through whatever you need to work through so you can have a sense of peace. When you're forgiving and rebuilding, you really want to make sure you've given yourself the time that you need. Because if you forgive too early, before that trust is at least on the way of being rebuilt, if you haven't, if you don't feel safe and secure and you forgive, you're actually going to feel worse. When you feel safe and secure and you forgive, you feel better. So do not rush this process. You deserve the time it takes to heal. And if your betrayer isn't willing to give you that time, well, that's going to tell you something too. It's not about the betrayer's timeline when you've been hurt. It's about yours. So honor that. Moving past betrayal to a, a stage called post-betrayal transformation um, also includes healing aspects of the self that were impacted by the experience, rebuilding a sense of safety, trust, confidence, self-esteem, healing from the wounds of rejection, the feeling of bis being disregarded, unimportant, cast aside, unappreciated, and unfortunately, so much more all need to be addressed and rebuilt in order to heal and move forward. When you do, you realize that your experience helped to create the strongest, wisest, most empowered, unshakable version of you imaginable. And is this possible? Not only is it possible, it's predictable. And there's finally a proven system to walk you through every aspect of your experience from betrayal to breakthrough. This is exactly what we do in the Betrayal to Breakthrough program. Your experience does not have to define you, leave you sick, sad, stuck, and small. Instead, it can be the most profound and single greatest catalyst 
leading to your most magnificent self. I never would have said that so confidently, number one, if I didn't do it myself. Number two, if my study participants didn't experience this, not all my study participants, the ones who who were willing to be a little uncomfortable, you know, get a little messy in order to move through and heal. And, um, and, and then the members of the program, it is now we know what happens at every stage, physically, mentally, and emotionally, and what it takes to move from one stage to the next. So I hope that helped. Please honor your process. It does take time, but is healing possible? Oh my gosh, it, it, it is predictable. I'll talk to you next time.